Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Hi, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, raise your voice. Another Hillary Duff. Is this our second Hillary Duff? Yes. Um, hilarious stuff. Um, first, I have a very sorry. I stole that joke from someone else. I have a very uh heartwarming teen story for the group that I will share. Um, it did not happen to me. It, in fact, happened to my husband, Nate, who has been on this podcast. And the long and short of it is that a 16-year-old approached him in the gym asking for advice. Um, Jane, what was your first reaction when he said this in the group chat? I thought that he must, um, what's it called, when you, like, let out something? Wisdom, like, lifting wisdom. Oh. He diffuses like his aura? Lifting li- yes, his aura is that of a wise lifter. <laughs> And so I thought it was very sweet, but I need to hear more, obviously. Okay, so I asked about the aesthetics of this teen. So basically what happened is this guy came up and just, like, saw Nate deadlifting and was like, hey, like, (laughs) asked for some tips on deadlifting and then just began talking excitedly about powerlifting. And he said that he was in town for SAT prep um, and had to drive home that night an hour and a half. What didn't didn't get like where this person is so basically this person comes into new york city for sat prep goes to the gym and then drives home <laughs> a commendable work ethic perhaps <laughs> okay i have to say like there are sat prep options outside of new york city <laughs> yes uh unclear what's going on there i mean he might be like a rich kid whose parents like i don't know anyway he i asked him what the the child looked like and he said it was kind of gangly with longish curly brown hair which actually nate also had like shoulder length curly hair in high school so it was like seeing a younger version of himself and then nate also said he didn't have braces but he like looked like he could have you know like the vibe like he oh okay i thought you were gonna say he had fucked up teeth no 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 like the vibe of like a smiling person with braces (laughs) wow um and i was like how did you find out that this person was 16 like that's weird And it's because this person was like, oh, yeah, like, this is where my squad is at right now, but I'm 16 and, like, this is what the record is like for, you know, my age group. So, like, basically saying, like, I have time to grow. Um, I like that he was like, I'm only 16. Like, I have the world ahead of me. Does he want to be, like, an Olympic lifter? I don't know. I guess he, like, pays attention to it and, like, he apparently talked about his friend who played football in high school and, like, is really strong just because, like, he had to, like, go to the gym for football and he's kind of, like, now envious of that because he got into powerlifting and so, like, now he has to start from zero. So, um, yeah, I <laughs> I do, I can't imagine approaching someone in the gym and, like, starting this conversation myself. I will say that the story reminds me of something important, and that's that oh. teens are are actually children. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't. I don't think I could approach, like, as a teen, approach an adult and ask for advice. But, like, I I think it's commendable. Like, I think it's it's cool that he did that. Like, good for him. It is cool. I, I also wouldn't. I don't like to talk to anyone in the gym, and I'm a 29-year-old woman, so. <laughs> um... 
the other pieces that he then asked, he was like, can you like watch me do my deadlift and like give me some tips? I just, I just, yeah, there's like an interesting like <laughs> mentor relationship brewing. And of course I was like, did you get like his name and number? And he was like, no. <laughs> but they'll meet again. I like, guess. Fate will, you know, fate will, fate will work <sighs> its magic. I get, I feel like in that situation, if I had an interaction like that, my natural thing would be like, oh, like you want to like keep in touch like what's your insta or something like that you know what i mean like but the 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 men do not think this way (laughs) (laughs) um i am very excited for you to have a very important guest back on the pod who you knew when you were 16 yeah Um, and i'm curious to know what they will think of this do you want to introduce our guest i do adrian is a new york-based classical singer and copywriter jane has been her bff since they met at hebrew school in third grade hello adrian hi adrian hi (laughs) thank you for being here (laughs) thanks for having me thank you for coming back um adrian have you ever approached an adult to ask for mentorship on a skill definitely not I've, I mean, yeah, I don't really approach people uh, <laughs> in general, <laughs> but that's um, just how I am. Is this something that I feel like in the music world would also not fly? I feel like you kind of like don't, don't, don't talk to like the, the experienced people. <laughs> like don't bother them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's generally um, how it goes. Don't, don't uh, even look at them. Um, y- yeah. <laughs> Uh, Adrian, because it's your second time on the pod, uh, our question for you, uh, is what type of teen did you want to be when you were in high school? I wanted to be, so when I was here last time, I said that I was a choir teen. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this may come as a surprise, but I, I wanted I I always regretted that I like was <gasps> only involved in music and never involved in any sports. I was always like kind of jealous of the like team camaraderie that I observed among mm. like groups of girls who did like <laughs> soccer. Uh, <laughs> but like I just I didn't get started early enough and like unfortunately in most sports like excluding track which like i just never had any desire to do um you can't just like jump in once you yeah i haven't been doing it since like middle school at the yeah. latest so yeah I yeah except for that. yeah except for cross-country running you're correct like yeah. everyone can just randomly do that <laughs> except jane, for me <laughs> jane did you know jane did you know this about adrian yes i specifically have heard her talk about volleyball as something oh. that she was interested in both just as the sport i don't think i understood the camaraderie aspect of it which is very interesting yeah i like um yeah volleyball was like one thing that i could actually stand doing in gym <laughs> and then like i tried to like i had a, a thought that i would try to do it in high school and so the summer uh, after eighth grade i like I tried to attend this, like, clinic to, like, get Mm. good at it, and it was, like, at the high school, and 
I was just like way out of my depths and I never went back. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good effort, though. I feel like you took a step to like make the dream happen, you know? A single step. And then... (laughs) (laughs) I I do feel like Volleyball Girl is like definitely its own separate aesthetic, too. And I agree that it is enviable and like it would be nice to be one. Like, I think I I would have agreed with that. They were cool and, like, down to earth, I feel. Yeah. And they were also, like, one of the most successful sports teams in our school. Mm, Gotcha. They were actually the public school champions at one point when we were in high school. And here's my volleyball tale. There was pictures of the volleyball girls up on the wall. I don't don't know why. I guess because they were good. And I saw a guy come in who didn't – he didn't – he either went to high school there – or whatever, but he looked at a picture of one of the volleyball girls and was like, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> she was that's really why, pretty. That's why the pictures are there. Oh, wait. One more story about this specific girl. So you can girl. choose a bride. I, yeah. I literally don't remember her name, but she is really pretty. But I remember she went through a breakup and she like stormed into the girl's locker room, kind of crying. And she was like, Aww. so-and-so is gay. He's gay. <gasps> Which is so, it really dates that exchange but it's also so funny to break up with someone and then be like he's gay <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know or to be the person breaking up with someone and be like sorry i'm gay like that's like I, lying I am, re- I am realizing it now oh okay yeah no 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 no, no. like my bad like i shouldn't be dating you <laughs> Um, I also want to add that I was always envious of the volleyball team's high ponytails because I can't put my hair in a high ponytail um, because I'll get a headache. Oh, yeah. And, big time. Um, that's what they all uniformly like did their hair like. And it was very cool and bouncy. That's what yeah, I would They are bouncy girls. I wanted to ask Adrian or, or pose something to Adrian. I think that you're the perfect person for this movie for two Agree. specific reasons. <laughs> and I wanted to see if you knew the reasons. One of them is very obvious. Um, is it because I went to music school? Yeah. Uh, and is the second reason because we have watched it together in the past? Yeah, but also more specifically, you have like a burning, you have a passion <gasps> against this movie, I would say. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You have passionate feelings about this movie. Yeah, definitely. That's the second reason. <laughs> gotcha. Um, when did you two watch it for the first time? Do you remember? I think it was probably in high school. I was really trying to remember the first time I watched this movie. Um, I don't know if it was with Jane. It might have been. But I do think that I was like... Uh, closer to middle school the first time I w- I've seen mm-hmm. it a lot like <laughs> not so much recently but in the past <laughs> I, I know I've seen it multiple times and like watching it this time was interesting because I was sort of remembering like how different scenes affected me differently in the yeah. past yeah which which makes me think that I was like pretty young when I first watched it um but by the time Jane and I watched it together, we were already like hate watching things. And, gotcha. A um, little older. Yeah. Yeah. Jane, how I, about you? I do want to clarify this sort of will answer the question, which is I also like, I don't really remember, but I definitely watched it with Adrian. A difference between Adrian and I, Adrian and I, is that she has better taste than I do. And so <laughs> once we, once we reach the age of hate watching, like, 
a lot of the time she was hate watching, but I was just kind of <laughs> watching. <laughs> and like I could definitely play along and like I can I can I can tell when things are bad, but there's always just like genuine enjoyment. So yeah, that's one difference. But um, yeah, I don't recall. This is a movie that's that's in my in my subconscious. It's I've just seen it so many times. Issa, what about you? Yeah, I was I was twelve when this came out, and I remember I, I have a stronger memory of Cinderella Story, which we've done. Um, but I remember having this DVD in a bunch of other DVDs that had Hillary Duff on the cover. And I remember my high school best friend, Anna, one of my best friends, she pointed at it and was like, oh, the guy from What a Girl Wants is in this. He's so hot. Um, and I like have that distinct memory, but we didn't watch it that day she pointed that out. (laughs) (laughs) So I just have that memory and then I watched it some other time. But um, haven't watched it since like maybe ninth or tenth grade, honestly. So this was a lot of um, vibes and like I remembered what happened, but a lot of like the vibes and like the way this movie felt like totally didn't remember a lot of like what I felt about Hilary Duff, like totally didn't remember. Um, I also like didn't know I was still living in the Philippines and like I didn't know that Three Days Grace was a real band and like people knew them. And I was watching this show, or I was watching this movie, and like Nate was like, "I remember that song," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know them. Like I, I googled them upon this watch. <laughs> They're a Canadian rock band. I don't know. I guess like I guess they did sometimes play on the radio. Were um, they like the only band who agreed to be in this movie? <laughs> or are they okay? Another thing is like, are they Christian? That's uh, what I was wondering. They're. I think like. We can talk about the movie too. In this, this is like a good a lens <laughs> question for the movie. Yeah, because it's like maybe not Christian explicitly, but like Christian coded, like in some <laughs> ways. Yeah, because that's what I would say. I also want to highlight that when this was out in theaters, it was, um, it unfortunately didn't do well as some other movies, including Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. The movie where Will Smith is a fish, <laughs> <laughs> and Angelina Jolie is also a fish. So I just, I just want to, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen Shark Tale? No. Whoa. Okay. Seen it, okay. But it rings a bell. <laughs> it has a. It has. It's also a musical movie. Actually, there's like all. It's a star-studded cast. It's like Will Smith, Angelina Jolie. Um. Uh, Robert De Niro is a shark. <laughs> sure. But it's like all these people and they made the fish kind of look like them <laughs> with some potentially problematic like things that happen there. But they um they have a, a remix of the song Car Wash <gasps> with Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott. Okay, as I actually know that. I'd, oh my god, I had no idea they were fish. Yeah, you should remix. you should look for the music video. <laughs> is it the fish singing? And I will say that I liked, I really liked um, the scene of them singing Car Wash okay. with the fish singing. Mm-hmm. And I remember that better than I remember Raise Your Voice. That's that's my point. <laughs> Here's my question. Why would a car, why would a fish need to wash a car? <laughs> or I guess like, I, I think guess there they, were like, there's like mold, there could be mold on it. I think the joke was like, as opposed to Finding Nemo, where it's like truly like the natural world, this was like, what if you took like everything and like made like a fish equivalent of it, like New York City, like underwater, you know, like that's what it was. So us in 30 years? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Um, You're not too real. <laughs> Speaking of being real, I was wondering, Adrian, could you give us just like a brief summary of the the relevant experiences you've had that make you yeah. a true expert to talk about this movie? Sure. I think the closest uh the closest closest experience that I had to what this movie is showing uh at the Bristol Hillman Music School um would be the summer before my senior year of high school I did I believe it was 3 weeks like just like um just like Hillary's program um <laughs> At uh, Eastman Conservatory in Rochester, uh, mm. it was a uh, yeah, a summer program for classical music teens of every kind. Uh, of, but of every type of teen. Well, every every kind of classical <laughs> instrument or voice. Which was is there, like, was there a prize on the line? Was there like a competition aspect? No. no, no, not officially. <laughs> was there a DJ? Were, were there was there a DJ student? <laughs> I was hoping we'd get to this. Uh, no, there are no DJs in music school. <laughs> not even like so. I not even like people into production. Yeah, 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 like that's like a whole different track. I feel. yeah. I mean, not that people who like go to music school don't like have these other like side interests. And abilities, but um, yeah, I was. I wanted to talk about this. That like this doesn't this type of music school where like every genre is being done uh, at different like at the same place. It's not really uh, true to life. <laughs> I mean, like I I can't say that like I mean like Berkeley School of Music uh, in Boston. That's like the like contemporary like jazz music school yeah but that's like kind of an outlier and it's definitely not this like integration of like classical pianist and like dj yeah. that you find <laughs> at this music school okay good thank you for that and and all those people would want to go to like la and like work for a record company like they they don't want to like go to school and learn to dj <laughs> like they don't like if they want to become a famous producer, they're gonna go try to find, like, the the producers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't you don't go to school for that. I also, I mean, the whole the scholarship thing is confusing because it's a summer program. I don't think anyone is like immediately going to college from there. So is it like a like a ten thousand dollars, which is not very much later. <laughs> Like, is that for the future? Like, if they go to college at the school, then they, they get that money? Mm. It's it's very unclear. Yeah, so this is not... I, I paid very close attention to when he talks about it, the, the, like, sort of head of the school, because it's very vague. He doesn't say, like, which music school. He just goes, to music school. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I imagine, like, it's a, it's a check, and you can just keep it until okay. then. <laughs> But you can only spend it on music school. <laughs> um, Again, I though, also not very I also much. Like, yeah, well, remember not... this is two thousand four, so true. I don't. Even so they also all have to pay tuition for the summer program, right? So you're sort of like putting money on the line in hopes of winning, like more money. Is that how it's okay? That's what I assume. 
Yeah, like, the, the summer program is not free. No. And they don't even talk about, like, how expensive it probably is and how they're hiding that aspect from... Uh, right, and they're, paying, like, dad. Dorm, and they're paying, like, dorm fees. Um, yeah. I did want to highlight that Hillary did win a Razzie <gasps> for... Actually, I think, like... I don't know this for sure, but I can't remember. It was sort of, like... For both Cinderella Story and Raise Your Voice because they came out the same year. So she was just like, that year she won Razzie Worst Actress. I can't remember if it was like for this movie or just like the worst actress of the year. <laughs> wow. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at this time, she was becoming like pretty successful because Cinderella's Story like had negative reviews, but like in terms of box office hit was like pretty successful. And then she released um, her third album and she like kept getting cast in stuff and did um, The Perfect Man the next year. Yes, which she also was nominated for for a Razzie for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she had like right before, I think right before this movie and Cinderella Story, she had released this single, So Yesterday. And so she was, like, riding the high of that into her solo career. Um, and she was finishing Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie mm-hmm. McGuire stopped in February 2004. 2004. So um, she was like, here it goes. Like, I'm going to be my own woman to <laughs> the... <laughs> To mixed to mixed response, I guess. I would say negative response. Can I just quickly <laughs> share? I'm looking at her Razzie nominations. Okay. She was nominated for Worst Actress for A Cinderella Story, Razor Voice, Cheaper by the Dozen Two, and The Perfect Man. Ooh. She was also nominated for Worst Screen Couple with Haley Duff for Material Girls, a movie I did see in theaters. And she won Worst Actress for the 2020 movie The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Oh. So congratulations. Uh, I almost called her Lizzie. Congratulations, Lizzie! <laughs> wow. Uh, um, uh, Lizzie McGuire, but she was not nominated for Lizzie McGuire movie, right? Like that one, they were like, she no, because that one's an excellent movie, and that came out the year before, so she was still sort of like riding the success of that. Mm. Um, okay, I think we should jump right into it. I do have like, I have some questions about vibes and like what she was doing, and so yeah, I think we should just jump into it. Okay. Terry loves to sing. She wants to go to a summer music program, but her father, Simon, says she has to run the family restaurant. Terry's older brother, Paul, supports her dreams and constantly videotapes her singing. At his graduation party, he argues with Simon about letting Terry go to the music program, getting him grounded. That night, he secretly mails a DVD of Terry singing and then sneaks out with her to go to a concert. On the way home, they are hit by a drunk driver and Paul is killed. Terry blames herself and wants to quit music. Then news arrives that she was accepted to the program. Her mother, Frances, convinces her to attend, and they lie to Simon, saying she will spend August with her Aunt Nina. Well, I think we're about to do a lot of Hilary Duff bashing, so I just want to begin (laughs) with something more positive, which is that I genuinely found her, like, uh, her acting, like, when she wakes up in the hospital, I found that pretty affecting and it was i enjoyed pretty, it, was it pretty sad yeah it was pretty i i gen i genuinely felt sad when she was like being examined by the doctor <laughs> yeah and then she has like she she has a scene with her mom later that i think she 
she's crying and she's doing a pretty good job. Wow. Um, but then, you know, then there's a lot more of that throughout the movie and it kind of wears off. But um, I just wanted to start with that. <laughs> That's so kind. You're so kind. I wonder if you like that hospital scene because she's not talking. Oh, it could be. Yeah, I mean, there's like a... And she's not doing like... So Hilary Duff acting, it consists of like a few main things that is like rapid eye movements um <laughs> like tensed shoulders like uh head head tilts concerned like concerned face yeah and like little hair flips so maybe yeah maybe the fact <laughs> that she was just like still and like traumatized was uh, working for her don't forget the like g- glottal stops uh, 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 oh yeah uh, yeah um I will also posit something positive. Okay. I love Hilary Duff. She is one of my favorite celebrities. She seems like <laughs> I agree. a yeah. nice person. If you want some proof about like the kind of person she is, watch her architectural digest video where she talks about her home. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You can laugh, but it's she seems really cool. And something that stood out to me is that she talks about her TV and she's like, my family and I spend a lot of time together watching TV and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is she's a real bitch who's down to earth. She's real, yeah. I love her. I think she's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I agree that she seems down to earth and that's probably a lot of her charm, but also probably why she struggles to like play any sort of character that isn't just like herself. Yes, she is bad. And I think maybe we can kind of sum up the badness here because like i will find myself repeating it she talks in a higher register a lot of the time she just like is talking in a non-natural voice which is a really i think it's a key signifier of someone who can't act is that they just their voice is different but like not on purpose um she also can't sing and it's hard yeah that's hard uh, the premise of the movie is that her talent is kind of supposed to transcend the circumstances that she's in and um it simply doesn't like yeah her brother no her way. brother says like her brother says you have the best voice i've ever heard and it it is it's really really tough to like <laughs> like if they made it about like her personality or like her joy or something like that like you know maybe it's this like other quality besides like the quality of your singing um I wrote that this movie might be the reason Vanessa Hudgens decided to go into singing because they kind of have similar <laughs> singing voices. <laughs> Ooh, that's funny. I will say, I think Vanessa Hudgens is better than Hilary Duff. And you all mm. know, you yeah. all know how I sure. feel about Vanessa. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, she's she's grown a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can we talk about the brother? Sure. <laughs> Very unhealthy obsession with his sister. <laughs> And a terrible haircut. <laughs> Powerfully, like, extremely powerful, like, concerned vibes and early 2000s vibes. Like, the the hair and then, like, the slightly too big t-shirt and the slightly too big button up on top of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he's wearing at the barbecue. Which, by the way, it's his supposed graduation party and it's their family plus their hot aunt. That's like, the that's- saddest thing <laughs> ever. I, I wrote that down, too. Such, like, bad vibes a real bummer a graduation barbecue for five oh and i also speaking of like for five. speaking of bad fashion aunt nina i uh, 
Well, sh- she looks like a hoe. Like a, <laughs> she looks like a a Sims two like townie. <laughs> they were like, "What can we do to make this person bohemian and like the cool aunt?" And the answer was like bad outfits, and then like make her wear a scarf. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's like the consistent thread is the scarf. Um. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because she's like a metal worker, so like it's dangerous around heavy machinery. <laughs> True. She also has kind of the the look of someone who smoked cigarettes for like thirty <laughs> years, which I guess makes sense because she's supposed to be kind of like a badass. But um, just like she's sort of like weathered. Yeah, yeah. The brother is Jason Ritter, who is like yes, pretty yes. successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean I think he did fine. I do think like whoever wrote this movie has never had an older brother (laughs) like they don't or they don't understand how older brothers interact with younger sisters and it's it makes me uncomfortable the the beginning of this movie makes me uncomfortable there's a lot of strange family vibes their dad is abusive like their dad is like a bad person (laughs) and uh yeah and everyone tiptoes around him and the brother is obsessed with uh lizzie mcguire (laughs) did you have a cool aunt in your life not not as such i have my aunts are cool in their own ways but not not in this way not in a scarf wearing way no well one of my aunts wears a lot of scarf well she, <laughs> she's it's she's more of a shawl okay okay <laughs> shawl it's, it's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh i don't have a cool aunt my only aunt moved to israel and <laughs> has been married by a rabbi to multiple men who don't speak English and she's Orthodox Jewish. Um okay. and she writes book children's books about oh, Israel. Married to oh. multiple men? No, sorry, divorced and then married again oh, okay. to men. <laughs> um which is fine. Like I'm not judging divorce, but you know, it's the rabbi no, kind no, of no. set them up. Mm. So yeah. We were hopeful about the former option. <laughs> um I have a quote unquote wine aunt in my family <gasps> and she is the most fun of the aunts. She's very um She's also, like, she loves to be on social media, and she's, like, a party girl um, who worked in the hotel and restaurant, like, industry for a long time, and then now works in, like, sales, and she is super cool and is going to write a book, apparently. Oh, hell yeah. And Wait, it's so going to be, it's gonna be it. about... <laughs> Sorry, go on. What's it going to be about? <laughs> I think she's written a little bit of it. It's going to be just about, like, a lot of people she meets, she met in, like... Her, like, hotel and restaurant, like, stuff, and um, a lot of which would be, like, men who, like, wanted to date her and stuff. Um, yeah, she's, she's like, the hot aunt of our family. <laughs> if I had, like, many, many men wanting to date me, I would also want to, like, share, share that information with others. So I get that. Okay. A yeah. Few, a few things I want to touch on. They say doing cats at the Y at your 40s. Like, as a bad thing, that sounds like a dream come I want to do that, yeah. That Can sounds that? awesome. For people who are of, of, I keep saying Lizzie, if you're Hillary Duff level talented, doing Cats at the Y in your 40s is like the, is your peak. So get your priorities straight. Okay. Second, <laughs> concert scene. Concert scenes in movies are often bad because I hate, like, I, I focus on the extras who are all kind of fist pumping in like a really really unnatural way but also this concert scene was really long and oh it's another long, yeah. thing they like show up to the concert mid-concert yes 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 we were like they're late <laughs> the room is em- like half empty so they're easily <laughs> able to like push right up to the front i guess this is like what arizona like is this arizona 
It's also like I if they're being if the band is like a cameo, like a band from Canada came to Arizona, like a small town in Arizona, like that. That also doesn't make sense. But yeah, and because the band played like a recognizable song, apparently, because Nate recognized it, um, wouldn't like bands save their like favorite singles for like close to the end of the show? So like so that means they point. got in when there's like two songs left. And then wow. she like main characters like at the concert, she like kind of sur- crowd surfs a little bit. Oh, yeah, because her brother lifts her up on his shoulder. And probably touches her butt in the process. I will say that I love the vibes of this movie. Like, I think this movie feels different from, like, the trash that we've watched recently that comes out on Netflix. Because there's just, like, strange choices being made in the way that the movie is um, put together that I love. That I, like, genuinely was happy to, like, explore. Um, And so some of this being the fade out to the end of the band's single when he gets hit by the car love it like there's crash and then like the ending chord of the song love it absolutely great then like when the brother is dead they have a montage of like scenes of the family being sad but for some reason they have it fade in and out to black every time did you pick (laughs) up on that it's very strange and i i loved it this is what i'm like looking for and like what i was looking forward to when i was watching this movie is like strange things that get done in cinema that like don't happen anymore because everything looks the same Mm. um i love it i loved it you can't say the same it sounds Uh, like (laughs) i I, I can get behind that (laughs) i i like a choice and i yeah there was like and i did like the like the snippets we get of uh hillary's friend from school she has like (laughs) like maybe three lines in total but like they feel pretty real like <laughs> in the diner yeah yeah speaking of diner why is hillary duff always working in a diner that's what i have a note hillary be working at restaurants i think she just like uh, I, they just want to make her relatable i think her dad her dad owns this restaurant right yeah and in cinderella story her stepmom owns the diner so i guess it was like in the early 2000s they were like what's the everyman like what's something relatable and it's like your family's owning a struggling restaurant like that's <laughs> yeah it's it's the easy it's the lazy option if we're being honest they also like after the brother dies like and everyone's struggling like you can tell that like people haven't heard of therapy yet so like (laughs) they're just like it's hard but yeah well it's hard like they don't (laughs) they don't talk about like what they can do to like struggle through it together (laughs) no she just leaves um and then one last note i had for this part of the movie is that her mom explains that her dad is like weird about her going to music school because he and his best friend got a scholarship a football scholarship and his dad stayed to her dad stayed to run the restaurant but her best but the dad's best friend went to school as a football athlete and um got into that scene what does it mean like what does that mean i think heroin I like, think what you're is, right. is it football? Is it LA? It's probably heroin. Like, well, I guess yeah. Football. I I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I I just assume drugs, steroids. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is part of like a bigger problem with this movie, HGH. which is the way they they characterize LA. Like, yeah. you move to LA to play football, and then you become a drug addict. You you go to a three week <laughs> program in LA, and you 
you drive by homeless people. <laughs> like the way they characterize it is not at all the way that I, I've, the impression I've gotten from LA. First of all, it's a massively huge city. So it would really, it would be highly dependent on like where she the was living in the city. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously like she seems to be wealthy enough to go to whatever it's all just stupid bullshit in the way that they talk about let's let's move on to la okay cool terry has a stressful arrival in la hot guy jay greets her at the dorm but bitchy robin is all over him and then she pisses off her roommate denise the program begins and terry meets her rock star teacher mr torvald all of the students groove out in an improvised music session. Terry meets DJ Kiwi and his quiet crush, Piana Sloan. Terry confronts Den- Denise about her cold attitude, and Denise says she's just focused on winning the scholarship. Terry is struggling in uh, classes, and Robin is a bitch to her about it, making Terry even more insecure and shy. Dr. Torvald asks Terry what happened to the girl in the DVD and shows her the video Paul had secretly mailed them. She runs away crying, planning to leave. Uh, yeah, music school. This is where, this is where like the real cringe factor comes in. Um, starting with like the uh, faculty quartet performance when they oh, no. first get there. Uh, it's so rude that he drops the cello. It's so rude. Oh, I hate. I hated yeah. it. You 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 shouldn't do that to your expensive. It's so instrument. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing you shouldn't do with an with an expensive instrument in most cases is take it outside and like practice outside, <laughs> jam outside in like hot LA weather. I that that improv grooving scene just like is really hard to watch go in and out yeah go go in and out from like your uh, i guess like professional music school quality rooms into like hot la sidewalk like over and over like just go in and out and like have to like to like tune it every time like you're just like breaking you're breaking like an extremely expensive piece of equipment yeah i don't see anyone doing any tuning in this movie which is fine <laughs> we don't we don't have to see that but just like yeah, I mean things like that. Things we see a lot of like group instrumental classes yeah. that that doesn't really happen. Uh, the the choir class where Mister Torvald is like, we're gonna work on the hardest contrapuntal <laughs> chorus piece ever written, and it's like the Hallelujah chorus, <laughs> which is really like one of the easier. Easy pieces from that work and there are no solos in it i just want (laughs) to put that out there there's just yeah i don't know what it is about like uh tv shows and movies about music schools but no one no one can seem to get it right and that's not just a problem with this movie like even in things that are like pretty good overall like i'm thinking about the the show unorthodox Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That is also, like, a terrible depiction of a music school. They just, like, I don't know why no one seems to bother to, like, find out what it's actually like. Have you seen um, Fame? The, the like, 1980 one? A long time ago, yeah. I feel like that works a little better because it's not all musicians. So it's, like, there's, like, actor, dancer, and 
musician. And so, like, that kind of works a little better because you can be more general instead of trying to, like, act like you know anything about classical music as the people writing the film. And so I feel like that that movie is sort of the standard that all these movies try to get to and it, like, fail miserably. <laughs> like, the, And also fame is just, like, the people in it are just, like, cool and fun, which is not what I can say for... Dr. Torvald, who, like, I really, really cannot stand. Like, I I really had a hard time watching him in this. The the adults in this movie, like, give me a hard time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's strange because, he, so this is the actor who plays Aiden in Sex and the City, and I feel like he's, like, a pretty well-liked character. I mean... Dr. Torvald? Yeah, he's... Aiden is kind of the guy that most people think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie, you know, she fucked up. You know up. who he also is, Jane? Who? He's into all the boys. Oh right, he's daddy. He's he's he's, he's, he's the, the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a uh, isn't he like a gynecologist dad? Like yeah. that's his character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. for him. I'm glad he's working. Me too. Um, me too. Okay, so a few things. As you can imagine, the grooving was like very difficult for me. I remember <laughs> at one point watching this with Adrian, and you you took particular. Um, you had a you had a gripe with the singers who went hoo hoo hoo. <laughs> Yeah, I really didn't like that. I still really don't like that. (laughs) Um, uh, what else was I gonna say? Oh, Denise, Mm. her dialogue. Oh no! You mentioned that you kind of like absorbed this movie differently at this age than when you were younger, and I think this is an example of something that I probably didn't like fully understand what they're doing. But Denise is the only main character who's black, I think. Besides, I I don't know, the one who talks the most. And she says a lot of stuff like, hold up. And um, (laughs) I can't even think of other stuff. I'm not trying to hear that right now. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a point where they even, like, address it. And she kind of makes fun of how Terry is, like, sweet and quiet. And then Terry imitates the way she speaks. (laughs) And it feels really uncomfortable. so hard. That is, yeah. But the thing is, she's not the only person who's like acting the way I acting in a way I wouldn't assume. For example, Adrian, has anyone ever worn a tank top with daddy's girl on it to a music class? No, and that shirt (laughs) Yeah, I She has some interesting fashion choices, that that Robin. Um I feel like someone would wear that shirt now, like to be ironic, but it reminded me of Arrested Development. (laughs) <laughs> um, the character of Lindsay, like when her daughter like tricks her into wearing these like ridiculous shirts. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> except she's not being tricked; she's just wearing them. Yeah. Uh, lots of inappropriate flirting between Mr. Torvald. Oh, Torvald. Yeah, I can't. Yes. Yeah, so okay. So for people who haven't seen this movie, something I totally did not absorb when I was watching this as a kid is that. Um, the bitchy girl Robin, who um, who seems like she aesthetically has her shit together. Like she's figured out like how she wants to dress and like do her hair and makeup. Like I respect that. Um, she, um, so it's sort of implied that she's like flirting with Torvald to like get solos, and like he's like also he also sees her as like his favorite. And like at some point, she even goes like, "What? Like, guess you have a new favorite." And it's it's very uncomfy to like witness, and and um, she's like a femme fatale like figure. I don't know. 
It's yeah. it's very disturbing. Oh, she does wear a shirt that says CPR lessons, cute boys only apply. <laughs> so I just wanted to point out her fashion to like explain that no single person is acting or behaving in a way appropriate for a music program of sure, this type. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I just and Denise, the, Denise's characterization is just I find uncomfortable and like I yeah, would, yeah yeah I would want to hear someone else's perspective. Like, every has, every has line that. is pretty. Every line of hers is pretty. It's pretty yikes. Yeah, um, another yeah. thing that felt very strange to me is that there's a moment where Terry first tells Jay that her brother died, and then he immediately yes, leaves. Yes, yes, yes. She starts to tell. Okay, this is the sequence of events. She starts to tell the story about the drunk driver. Um, they are interrupted because Denise is across the street, and she's like, "Hey, Terry," and Jay is like, "Gotta go, bye," <laughs> and he leaves. And then Terry comes over and, or uh, Denise comes over and is like. What was he macking on you? Oh my god! <laughs> so I had to write down that sequence of events because it was very important to me. He does just leave in the middle of it. Although I will say she brings it up later, and she's like, "How do I know you're not gonna walk away?" Mm. And I'm like, "He didn't walk away because he like <laughs> because he was like uncomfortable or like didn't really like the vibe. He seemed like he just walked away because he like <laughs> forgot the oven was on or something." <laughs> <laughs> like, he truly was just like, oh, gotta leave. <laughs> mm. I think that kind of speaks to the overall um, just like not processing of trauma in this yes, movie. Yes, yes. Like, she should be less okay than she seems to be at the school. Like, this is a really fresh grief and she doesn't really ever deal with it. She goes on some walks along the beach. Um <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> it's mainly manifesting as her, like, opening her mouth and, like, nothing comes out during the classes. Um, <laughs> so there's so we're, there's two main classes of hers that we are, like, let into. One is, like, um, Mr. Torvald's class where they're all just, like, singing the Hallelujah piece over and over for three weeks. And, like, apparently, like, there's solos in it now. And um, the other class is her is that everyone gets one on one time with this Russian teacher <laughs> to teach them to sight read, I think was like the implication. Like he'll just put music in front of them and be like and, and set up a metronome and be like, now just like sing it. But I don't know why they all get like a one on one half hour with him. Um, I don't know. Like it, those are the only two classes she's taking. Right. Like to our knowledge. I think so. It's also very unclear what that guy is trying to teach. <laughs> like, is he a voice teacher? Because they're, like, singing, like, rep together. Yeah, I, I also just want to say, like, his introduction is, like, uh, basically he's like, you have to be able to identify pitch to make it as a musician, which is just not true. That's like, not true, yeah. Perfect pitch is not necessary if you have, like, a sense of intonation. But I think they just wanted like a scary Russian guy. Yeah, definitely. To um, say be flat. <laughs> I also wanted to say that the uh, the Karo Mio Ben scenes mm -hmm. are classics among college voice majors. Like hmm. at least in my time, like that got posted in the like the voice chats group every so often <laughs> because it's just so. She's so bad. Would you yes. like to give an example, perhaps? Of her singing Caro Mio Ben? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> well, so first he turns on the metronome. Uh, it's completely ignored. <laughs> yes, so it's yes, just like, yes. here, let me try to. It's just there. It's hard to sing it. <laughs> to sing badly. <laughs> to sing uh, not with a beat. But she manages. They also, like, they they make her, like, mess up in this part of the movie, right? They, like, um, she's singing, she's practicing the mini solo that doesn't exist in the Hallelujah. And she, like, Hilary Duff, like, purposefully, like, just on the very last note, like, goes like too high or something <laughs> and they're yeah. all like oh you fucking like they're all they're all so mad they're like you're you're such a stupid bitch like, they, <laughs> they all like react in a way that's like extremely violent because she just like gets one thing wrong they're like so someone has a goal and practice more <laughs> it's also a weird thing to mess up it's just yes. like one note above the previous she's like <laughs> king uh, king um also a note on like maybe why the metronome didn't match up every time she's singing it's clearly like uh from a different time like she's anytime she's singing is recorded in a studio and then (laughs) even if it sounds like shit it's been altered to sound better i guess the audio just like the audio drops out and like it's yes Okay, the last thing I wanted to mention about this part. When she runs out crying, Robin says, oh, please, it's probably just some weirdo misfit thing. (laughs) I wrote that down, too. (laughs) I'm going to start saying that. I love it. Yeah. Let's make it a thing, y'all. I love that. I kind of love when Russian teacher, like, kind of lays into her and is like, use your diaphragm. Like, why are you singing like that? Like, I kind of liked it. Like, when people are mean to her in this movie, I'm like, man, everyone is, everyone fucking hates this girl. Like, <laughs> she sucks and like, shouldn't be there. She, yeah, she's... <laughs> I agree That's with a- you, but I also was, like, annoyed because are you not supposed to be teaching her how to right, sing? Like, right. that... <laughs> Saying, like, use your diaphragm doesn't mean anything to someone who clearly doesn't know how to sing. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. It clearly, like, they just wanted people to, like, yell various things at her or call her a weirdo misfit thing. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the to the next arc of this music school. Jay comforts Terry and convinces her to stay. He also says he doesn't have feelings for Robin. They had just dated the previous year. During a music exercise, Terry puts her own spin on it, impressing Mr. Torvald and the class. (laughs) Simon decides to visit Terry, so she rushes to her aunt's house and makes it just in time. That night, Terry, Jay, Sloan, and DJ Kiwi double date and join Denise's busking session. Later, Jay and Terry dance on the roof decide to write a song for the scholarship contest together, and kiss. They're dating now. At an open mic night, Terry (laughs) flashes back to the car crash while performing. Jay comforts her, and she says she's still not ready. I just want to start with that famous vocalization scene, (laughs) which is another (laughs) classic. (laughs) It's like, I mean, it's just like an audio mixing disaster because i started like, screaming it's like a i mean every time she sings it's like a like a frankenstein of different like <laughs> can, uh, okay okay for people who haven't seen the movie can you like narrate what's happening she can do it she can do it better than hillary <laughs> yeah 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 so, 
So just she's... like yeah, the story, the full story of the se- of this beautiful scene. Okay, so the students are sitting in Mr. Torvald's choir class, and first there's a some some girl gets up and yes. tries to sing this vocal exercise and fails for some I mean, reason. She just like, like kind of gives clear. up. Yeah, she yeah. goes la 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 la. <laughs> she gets she gets dismissed. Um, Terry is called upon to try. She uh, looks coyly at the ground and has her hands in her pockets and starts tentatively to sing. La 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 And then she switches it up and starts improvising. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. That was unreal. Very good job. Thank you. That's exactly what it was. I know it's exactly what it was because I've listened to this so many times because it's so funny. It's the best part of the movie for sure. I seem, I think I remember reading somewhere that like in this movie and like, and the Lizzie McGuire movie also, um, her older sister, Haley, who also sings like, her voice gets mixed in with Hillary's a lot, like to because they sound like kind of similar. They don't really, but like similar enough for them to be able to like create this Frankenstein voice. And I think that's what's happening uh, in this vocalization, which is why we get like, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, listening to it made me crazy because you can tell that they're just like. Doing what I do in audacity and sticking pieces together. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the crowd goes wild for it. Yeah. The response is incredible because it is so it is so different than our response as the audience. Our response is just sort of like discomfort and like, huh. And the and the, the all her classmates are like, woo! Like, you go, girl. And Robin's it's like, also like, it's also like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Like. I, it's unclear what they're supposed to do, but, like, how does it tie into, like, helping them sing Hallelujah? <laughs> well, I think unclear. Mr. Torvald, like, whenever someone does anything that's, like, anti-establishment, like, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. he's always, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gets yeah. hard. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Switching, switching gears, something else that is bad about this movie is the relationship. It okay. fully doesn't... It just doesn't make sense. First of all, we're not really given a reason why these people like each other. There's no reason to really like her. Like she's, she's pretty traumatized and like shy and not um, like funny or cool. And then he also is described as like kind of a playboy. And he's the guy in what a girl wants. He is hot, I guess. That's like what, that's like his only draw. He feels less hot to me in this movie, probably because his character is just like, he doesn't have any personality traits. He's also just wearing, um, like, normal clothing, whereas, like, in What a Girl Wants, he's often wearing, like, biker gear, and so it just, like, makes him cooler, and here, he's just wearing, like, bad t-shirts, and it 
reveals him to be a teenager. <laughs> yeah, the motorcycle really helps in what a girl wants. Um, and then just their relationship, the way it develops is is so strange. It feels like she's putting so much pressure on someone that she truly just met. She says, like, like what even ha- what even happens here? This is what yeah. This is when she's like, "Are you gonna walk away?" Yeah, like, I, and it's like maybe maybe we just <laughs> we're. I thought we were just going on a walk on the beach. <laughs> yeah, and then when they kiss, she's like, he goes to kiss her, and she's like, "I'm not ready." And then he suggests that they write a song together, and then she kisses him, and she's ready. What I forget what changes oh, yeah, her she mind. Just needed, she just needed a second. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. There's nothing that changes her mind. She just like needed a few seconds. So I just don't care about the Have you not been in that situation? (laughs) Wait, not now. Just give me, just give me a sec. I I gotta like scratch my back or something. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird that his reputation means nothing to her. And like, he really, I mean, he, he really does Robin dirty. Like, they are ostensibly together. And there's not a point where like, he breaks up with her. He just kind of like, goes after another girl. In front I agree of her with that. Eyes. And even if, like, even if he was saying, like, well, that was last summer, like, of course there's an understanding, like, you guys are going to see each other again this summer, and, like, it would, you know, you're, like... Hook up. Yeah, let's... We're going to hook up every summer. Like, that's the thing. Like, that happens all the time at, like, programs like this, and, like, I'm sure she was, like, hoping, and, you know, he doesn't... He doesn't give any word that he's not into her. Like... Yeah. Even- Robin is more attractive, not, not, like, physically. I mean, like, as a person i know she's like a bitch but she is like she's She's a very dynamic character so if i was gonna hook up with someone for three weeks i would absolutely pick robin over like shy quiet lizzie terry yeah i i do i I will say that he does say something interesting which is like at some point here he's like just who cares about this like screw the scholarship like which i agree with like it's not a sure thing for her to become a musician anyway if she wants to like go to music school for choir like i'm curious like does she want to be a singer songwriter like in the in the start of the movie she's like writing songs on her piano with her brother filming her does she want to do that or does she want to like go to school for choir like that is like (laughs) Mm. and if the former like just don't go to conservatory <laughs> like I don't yeah honey you really need to you need to go get an accounting degree so that is never that's never brought up again unfortunately because i do think that's an interesting line that she that they could have pursued is like maybe she goes to this classical music school and she's like oh actually i just want to be a singer songwriter but this did help build my confidence mm-hmm. and like you know classical skills whatever um but i don't want to do that like that could have been the nice ending um but no um can we talk about DJ Kiwi? Oh yeah, the this sub this subplot that just like doesn't matter at all. I have a I have a take though, and that is this male actor is more fun to watch than um, Jay, the love interest. Like I I enjoyed him more. Yeah, I think he's like more into it. <laughs> Adrian, have you read the actor's Wikipedia by any chance? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, this is genuinely dark, but this actor unfortunately got into some troubled times and. Yeah. It reached a climax when he got into a car accident and got a brain injury. And instead of like getting the help he needed, he just went on with his life and he ended up murdering his landlord and dying. Well, shoot. (laughs) So, yeah, but I anyway, but I agree. I do find him charming. Um, The thing is, his character is uh, I don't like 
Like, he's annoying. I don't like someone who plays the spoons on his dishes. <laughs> um, there's always there's always got to be this, like, in Camp Rock, too. There's always got to be someone, like, tinkering around. High School Musical, he plays the pots. Ding, da, da, ding, ding, ding. I Doom. will say that, like, because Nate, like, did percussion in high school, like, that was what he did in band, like, he is, like, kind of like that. And, like, he'll drum on stuff sometimes. And I have to be like, please, like, like, just with his hands. And I'm like... Just like when he's thinking about something or something like that. I didn't know that he did and I the have drums. To be like, please don't. <laughs> I have to be like, no, no, it's not Camp Rock anymore. <laughs> Adrian, what do you think about DJ QE and maybe more importantly, like Kat Denning as Sloan? Kat Dennings. Um, I think that she probably makes the most sense as like a character who would be at a program like this, <laughs> in that she's like practicing, whereas. Yeah. <laughs> Although she's like practicing the same piece over and over again. Maybe that's the only thing she knows how to play. But Well, um, everyone everyone sort of is doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's fine. I don't know. I mean, she's just like a weird sidekick friend, Renfair ho. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Kiwi I already mentioned like he shouldn't be there. Like there's no <laughs> DJ school. Um <laughs> They could have at least shown him, like, in, like, percussion yeah. lessons, and, like, this is his, like, side thing. That would have made but sense, yeah. I don't believe they did that. I will I will defend him and say, like, he gave me some of the only moments where I was like, oh, he's acting. <laughs> like, as opposed to the other people in this film. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll, I'll be on his side. That's fair. But he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adrian, I wanted to ask you um, if you had any experiences competing for solos as a choir teen. Yeah, actually, more as a as a uh, more in college than adult in yeah. high school because <laughs> yeah. I was like the only, um, I was like what, the only choir, the only teen in the high school choir who was like interested and, uh, like able to do the sort of like classical like like Mozart solo sort of thing Mm -hmm. so those were always just like assigned to me which is nice um the like competing against other people happened a little later but it's a it's a scary thing yeah I I feel for Hillary (laughs) do you did you feel like um obviously like competing for the solo itself is scary but did you feel like people like when you were um in school, like was there interpersonal drama between the people like competing for the solos, or did all of you just kind of like try not to talk to each other and like ignore the fact that you're all kind of in competition? Because Robin just like straight up like <laughs> bullies her. <laughs> yeah, there that doesn't. Well, maybe that happens somewhere, but somewhere, she's like yeah. that's like uh, some psychopath behavior. <laughs> It's, like, more of a subtle, like, competitive thing and, like, like behind someone's back shit talking. That's more realistic. So you were Robin, is what you're trying to say. I was a silent Robin. <laughs> they should, yeah, they should have made Robin a little sneakier and, like, not, like, a bitch to her face. Should we move to the end? Yes. 
When Terry doesn't show up to Mr. Torvald's class, Robin demands the solo and then walks out. Jay sees her crying and comforts her, but Robin ends up kissing him. Jay pushes her away, but Terry catches them. She refuses to talk to Jay, prays in church, and tries to write a song on her own. (laughs) Mr. Torvald advises her to put her pain into her art. Later, Jay shows up drunk at Terry's room, and she finally listens to his apology. For some reason, Sloane and DJ Kiwi make out. Simon learns the truth and heads to LA, intending to bring Terry home. She begs him not to push her away like he did to his son. Terry's parents watch her perform Someone's Watching Over Me. Even though Denise wins the scholarship, Simon believes in Terry's dream and apologizes to her. The students have one final jam. Um, I think, did we talk much about, like, the scheme with the parents where, like, Terry is, like, not, is supposedly staying with Aunt Nina? Yes. No, oh, we haven't talked about that anymore. Because, yeah. well, I, I think this might have happened in the last section, but uh, at one point her dad becomes suspicious and like goes to see her at aunt Nina's house. And I looked it up. The, the difference or the, the distance (laughs) from (laughs) the distance from Flagstaff, Arizona to Palm desert is six hours by car. Oh, (laughs) that is some insane dad. Oh, like the dad drove six hours. Yeah. That is insane. I do think he's abusive, maybe. Like, that's the hint. <laughs> I also... I, he scares me. I agree. But I also think that it is cuckoo lachu to send your child <laughs> to a different state and not tell your partner. So maybe this is her reacting to her abusive husband. But this family is just un. This family, yeah. There's, like, some bad stuff happening. Because, like, the way they react to, like, oh, no, we can't let him find out. And, like... He will never, like, understand. Like, that, there's something wrong going on there. And also, the dad seems to be really mean to the aunt. Is that the mom's sister, I assume? Because the the dad, like, says, like, what, are you gonna, like, are you alone? Are you sure? Like, implying that she's a hoe. I thought it was his sister, which is why he can be. Oh, okay, that's so sad. (laughs) It is sad. He scares me. Uh, Mr. Torvald also scares me, especially in this part of the movie. He's pretty inappropriate, like, over and over. He, like, touches the students a lot on the shoulders. Yeah, he's about yeah. 10 years out from a Me Too <laughs> situation. What happened to the girl in the DVD? Oh, wait. Um, I like the part... <laughs> okay. I like the part when Jay is upset and he's, like, flicking the papers off the the piano angrily after he's caught he's like so he's like tr- they're they're all like trying to write music and the way that he expresses his frustration <laughs> is by like throwing the papers down i love that i love that later when jay is drunk the camera is shaky did you guys catch that shaky cam <laughs> yes. I, I loved it i love that she goes why would you do that why would you drink which brings us to maybe <laughs> the question that we've been we've been flirting around which is is this a christian movie a few points of of pro Christianity. Her she gets this cross necklace from her brother, yeah. and that's an important thing that she needs to keep with her. At one point, the chain breaks. Jay like gets her a new chain to fix it. Could be like a hint at like him respecting her virginity. She goes to church <laughs> to pray. Three days grace or whatever has grace in it. Is this a Christian movie? Yes. Um, I think I think it's Christian coded for sure. She. 
I do want to bring up that when she goes in the church, there's literally two seconds of scene of her being in the church. So, like, I can't even see if she's, like, is she sad in there? Is she, like, finding peace in there? Like, I don't even know. And then, but they do film her walking out of the church, hands in her jean pockets, giving a little hair flip in such a Lizzie McGuire way, walking out of the church. And I, I just loved it. I loved every second. (laughs) (sighs) Time to walk out of the church. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in addition to the things you listed, there's also like the church choir that she sings in. Mm, A lot of the music, like there's the, the, the final song in the movie is like, Something about Jericho. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's a, it's a Christian. It's a Christian um, movie. Did you all know anyone in high school choir that hooked up? Absolutely. Were there like romances? Adrian. Or were there like were there romances that like the choir knew about? Oh, I'm not gonna, Adrian. There's I'm something specific I'm thinking of that happened. I mean, this is like not my territory as a teen, but. One of our friends hooked up with someone during a trip. A choir yeah. choir trip. Well, uh, a music department trip. Oh, okay. He wasn't in the choir. I think, well, choir, um, they tend to lack guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In most schools. Also not something this movie, like, showed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the teen choir that starts off the movie is, like, well, um, yeah. well balanced and sounds yeah. pretty good unrealistic yeah Yeah. um but yeah i don't i don't remember any like really notable choir hookups just because like the guys who were in choir were kind of lame what was the trip that um somebody you knew hooked up with someone on i think it was like an inter-school thing no it was like every year the music department the band chorus and orchestra would go on a tour um I oh. think the first our freshman year it was it was like to Boston. There was one to Virginia. That might have been the trip that it happened. It, it was just like in the hotel. Um That's cool. Some that, hotel sneaking around. That's cool that it was like a tour. And that would have been so fun. Like I can't imagine like how fun though like how grown up that would have felt. I know. Like, Actually, that's the kind like of sleeping in hotels. Yeah. That's the kind of teen I wanted to be. I wanted to yeah. be the kind of teen who would like have a hookup experience on a tour, but it didn't happen to me. There was a lot of hooking up in our Jewish choir and also other choirs I was in, but I went to this one like weekend thing for Hazamir, the Jewish choir, and our roommate ended up getting kicked out of Hazamir because <gasps> she had stayed out past curfew to like give a guy a blowjob. Oh, did they know that she was giving head? I don't think so. I think they guess I guess they were just pretty strict <laughs> they about were just curfew. Like, curfew. Well, and maybe like it's enough that like curfew and there's a guy involved. Yeah, they, who yeah. who knows, but I yeah, I mean it would have been cooler to be her, but then again, then you get kicked out of choir. Then you get kicked out. But then you have that story forever. I, I did have a um we had an inter-school choir festival thing where this guy who was given like a gospel choir solo um I want to say that, like, he wasn't that cute, but he did have a lot of confidence and he was, like, a good enough singer that, like, That's you all know, you need. Yeah, that's all he needs, especially in choir and at the inter-choir, inter-school, like, choir festival type vibe. And we looked at each other a ton, like, during the festival. And then, like, after the performance was done, he asked for my number and I was 
dating someone at the time. Oh. So maybe I shouldn't have been looking. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> We're don't making look a lot at of men. eye contact. That's so <laughs> fucked up, Isa. <laughs> Such a tease. Um, okay, I, I know that you like the actor who plays DJ Kiwi, but I really just take issue with his whole storyline. And the way that him and Sloan finally get together is she's playing the piano and he's playing the drums in two separate rooms and they can hear each other and they're getting annoyed at the noise. And then we're supposed to believe that this is like their sexual tension. So he like yeah. runs in and and they're mad th- about the noise and then they start making out and then they, again, they start like destroying the area. Yeah, and breaking, breaking instruments. It, yeah, 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 breaking so things while making out. I really don't like that at all. I think that they were trying to make it like these people are too awkward, but they are actually horny for each other. <laughs> and like they couldn't really accomplish that on her part. And I enjoyed his comedy, but I did not enjoy him being horny. Him heavy breathing, just like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like my dog constantly I do think- ninety five breathes out. <laughs> I do think Kat Dennings is gorgeous. Yeah, she's um, so pretty. I- I had another question for y'all. Um, did you have one parent who was more likely to say no than the other? Yeah. But I also didn't really, like, ask for things. Ask to go to L.A. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't... I didn't... I was pretty tame as a child and teen. So, it like, there was never really something, a situation like this where, like, my mom was, you know saying no and my dad was except for like strictness problems yeah maybe like when i was like super young things like going going places by myself around town like my dad was more willing to let me do that but nothing so extreme yeah i i was the same way in the in the case that i just like didn't have to ask but my dad was the more strict parent oh your dad was a stricter Mm -hmm. one did he also have barbecues like in this movie no does he have a cleft chin a butt chin no okay do you want to answer the question oh um i would say my mom was more strict and mostly the experience of that was like i want to hang out i want to go to this place and hang out and like if there are guys there like my parents were like a little like strict with that when i was probably all the way until like ninth ish grade like mixed mixed groups mm. of genders um and but I, I could always ask my dad and he'd be like yeah why like what's the problem <laughs> um but yes i one final jam jane you don't like it no i never liked it never will like it i mean i guess i guess it's good that like denise wins and we're all like we're all still happy but i do feel like some of those other kids would have been bummed about not winning and Ugh. Yeah, which of the extras you would you choose to win? <laughs> <laughs> that was Robin. That was who, Robin who sang a song about like uh, dancing. I fast forwarded. She... <laughs> I actually, I actually thought it was good. Like, I thought she like put on a good performance. <laughs> this whole thing is strange because, like, in most like final recital situations, you're performing works by other composers yeah yeah and it seems like well i mean yeah they they all seem to be singer songwriters which would be like is fine but like they never take any composition classes it's kind of (laughs) like everyone's just doing it on their own (laughs) and they have they like very gracefully introduce the uh the house what the the bristol hillman house band is backing everyone up 
Um, <laughs> that's how they explain away those like background performers. But I mean, obviously it's unrealistic. Um, but Jane, do you remember? I I have a vague memory of someone singing, uh, "Someone's oh. Watching Over Me" at a middle school talent show. <gasps> Um, which is the song that um, Hilary Duff sings at the, the song final that she writes with Jay. Yeah, which Whoa. I have to say, I think it's not a terrible song. Whoa, yeah, it's like fine. Yeah, I Are don't. You it's not that. as bad. I don't think it's as bad as the Camp Rock song, for example. Yeah, I agree. Was it I someone named Isabella or Tara? Were either of those potential performers? <laughs> I think this person's name might have been Stephanie. <laughs> Uh, I do think a like maybe like Kat Dennings should have won because she was like practicing the most. We don't ever get to see her perform at the end. And Denise could have had a a an outburst, a problematic <laughs> outburst. Yeah, oh, obviously no. I'm happy that Denise won. If that, but she I don't even know what she wants to do. Like, does she want to just like do pop covers? <laughs> there's a scene. Oh yeah, I should say like there's a scene where the the scene where they go on a date. The date idea is to go look for Denise busking, right? And before they get there, Denise is just, like, playing, like, a pretty normal, like, violin solo, whatever, like, and then they get there and, like, bust in on her scene and, like, now she has to kind of, like, accompany them or, like, jam with them and it's definitely better when they're not there. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and that's maybe true throughout the whole movie is that Denise like shouldn't associate herself with these people. That's true. She was trying not to at the beginning, but she got <laughs> sucked in by Hillary's charm. <laughs> Hillary Duff's charm. <sighs> We've come to the end. We're each going to answer three questions and Adrian, you can go first. Um, the first question is, is this movie good or bad? It's bad. It's bad. I agree that it's bad, and I don't think I thought it. I don't think I thought it was bad the first two times I watched it. That's wow. how long it's been. Mm. Um, the second question is: Do you like this movie? I'm gonna say yes, but I think it's. I think it's fun. Well, so yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of nostalgia for me. Like, I was very. Um, bored actually like for a lot of it i i really i regretted uh having started watching at 10 p.m it's like almost two hours this movie and really not that much happens so i think like if i hadn't seen it so many times before and this wasn't like a fun revisiting of it i don't think i would have liked it but and i don't think i'll watch it again (laughs) in my life maybe maybe like 20 years down the road yeah when we're uh, showing it to our children oh wait i oh no i didn't enjoy it this time around i did fast forward at parts i think i would have enjoyed it much more if i watched it with a friend like you too um but yeah i think i'm i maybe am ready to move on from this movie um i liked it i think i forgot that there were good there was gonna be sort of as i said like i just like that it was not bad the same way that things are bad now and i was just like pleasantly confused by things that happened and i enjoyed it um i don't enjoy hillary duff in this movie i would much rather watch lizzie mcguire movie um the third question is what type of teen is this movie for (laughs) 
Um, it's for Christian teens. <laughs> yeah, I was actually for most of the movie I was thinking it's for kids, and then in the last part we we do get the like the weird makeout scene and like the ah oh, he's drunk scene, and I think probably that's like less appropriate for kids. But um, <laughs> how could you do that? <laughs> Drink. Yeah, <laughs> Christian teens is my answer. I was thinking this movie is great for teens who are bad at music and want a career in music and need like some proof that they can do it. You know what I mean? You watch this movie and you're like, I can do this. Yeah. I mean, if Hilary Duff is described as the greatest singer of all time, like (laughs) anyone can do anything. (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens as a teen. Um, I think my answer would also have to include... People who have never been to LA and will never go, <laughs> like, because this is not <laughs> what LA is like. That's what I'll say. But I, I do think, like, you know, to your point, Adrian, like, I do think it's a movie for people who do actually do music to have fun bashing. Hmm. Like, I think, I think that is fun, and I think, like, I also know people who've like sent each other the classic uh, voice exercise plus riff uh <laughs> like I, I i've like seen that in group chats as well mm-hmm. <laughs> um because it's so iconic and like that doesn't like i don't know it's not jane i'm thinking about jordan fisher in um hello the hell goodbye what, whatever that movie's called in between. and it's like he's such a good singer but nothing he's saying in that movie is something i, I would remember mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's not going to imprint itself and rattle around in my brain the way that her scene did. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to say about that. Anyway, um, Adrian, what are you watching these days? That's not this. I'm watching Gilmore Girls for the first time. Um, I started about a year ago, um, and now I'm on season six. And, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, rapidly approaching the end. I'm also like, um, like sort of uh, listening side by side to the Gilmore Guys podcast, mm. which has been fun. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yay. Are you a um, Chad Michael Murray fan? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's long gone at this point in the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, at that point in the show. Yeah. yeah. I finished Severance and it was so freaking good. I I love it. It's like one of the best shows I've ever seen. I want to see it again. I can't wait for more. And now we are watching Love a little bit. But I don't think that we're like, I, I haven't started a TV show that I'm like deep into because Severance has left such like a lasting impact. The Bear. You should do the yes, Bear. Yes, The Bear now. is next on our list. That's exactly it. Um, I haven't also, I don't also have like a TV show, um, I'm really into right now. I, I've been putting a lot of TV on while doing some other stuff. So I actually caught up on the latest season of Grey's Anatomy. And so I'm all caught up and there will, I think will be one more season before the show is over. But the, the season is, um, the season's coming back or the next season's coming back in the fall. Um, and I, it's upsetting. Like I've, I've definitely watched... I've I've watched this show for like longer than any of my adult like relationships in my life. <laughs> you, know, you know, like when you think about it that way, it's like really upsetting. Like Grace Anatomy just has been on for so long that we've been alive. Um 
And that's pretty upsetting, you know? But Or beautiful. But I can't, I can't stop. Like, at this point, if I stop now, like, that would be stupid. Like, I'm so close to, like, 100%ing it, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and I do think it's a very good default thing to have on. Uh, it's, it's garbage. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Shonda Rhimes, I'm a Shonda Rhimes teen at heart, so I'm gonna keep it on. Um... Jane, would you like to say what our next movie is? Our next movie was picked by our Patreons. Patreons? And it's The Last Summer, starring KJ Appa. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about that movie. Me neither, but I'm excited. It feels Netflix does push it on us, yeah. And it's the summer. Maybe our last summer. Mm, (laughs) I don't know. We are watching a fair amount of shows of, like, high school junior, high school senior, summertime. Like... We've done. This is. This would now be our third one. Summertime, right? like, it's celebration. Yeah, sorry, Adrian. Thank you so much for being on for this movie, the one you are especially qualified for, and also for demonstrating one of the most iconic scenes from two thousand four. It was my pleasure. It. I was <laughs> born for this moment. <laughs> Adrian, you're the best. Would you like to plug anything? I don't really have anything to plug at the moment but thank you for asking (laughs) (laughs) adrian can people follow you on social media yes feel free to follow me on twitter um my handle is toenail rodent (laughs) (laughs) care to explain it's a anagram of my first and last name you're also in be real now right Oh yeah, I am. People cannot add us on Be Real though. That's no. not allowed. That's not allowed. No. But I just wanted to call out on the pod that Jane and I are making good on our um experiment. Goal experiment. How long do we say we're gonna do it? A month. Okay. I how are you feeling about it, Jane? I fucking love it. I do think it will <gasps> my interest in it will not last much longer than like a month. Sharply drop off, yeah. Why do you like it? Um, I like that you like I mean, the obvious reason I like it is people are just posting kind of mundane things. It's nice to see people like at their homes. And I'm not really on other social media. So I think just having a moment of seeing my friends doing stuff is great. I think my problem is that like for five out of seven days of the week, I will just be sitting like at my laptop and it's not the most exciting thing. You can just take a picture of something weird in your apartment, any object in your apartment. I guess or I your could. cat in various different poses. And your new kitten. Don't act like you don't have stuff and to share. Kitten. Yeah, what the hell? Jesus. Um <laughs> Okay, sorry. I think I agree. <laughs> I think I agree with you, Jane, and it's just also nice to to see what your friends are doing when when you're like, "Oh, we won't hang out for a while, but like this is exactly what they were doing." <laughs> like is that creepy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's creepy. I think it it's just makes the you modern feel... age, baby. Yeah. <laughs> It makes you feel like you're hanging out like at college or something like that. You're about to see them soon. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. Thank you very much, Adrian. We will definitely bring you in as a choir consultant another time. But I don't know if any movie will top this for insulting um your your field of expertise. Yeah, I doubt it. But thank you. It was my pleasure to be here and be insulted. (laughs) 
that was under the bleachers our podcast about teen content we would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend and with a teen you can get in touch with us at under the bleachers pod at gmail.com and find us on twitter at at bleacher teens also subscribe to our patreon to kick us some support especially if you want to choose a movie for me and jane to watch um that does or does not have kj appa in it at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod okay we will see you next time under the bleachers